Welcome to the USU Career Studio podcast that helps you navigate your career path. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to tell your friends and family all about it. Subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or anywhere else you listen to get access to our newest content. Thanks for joining us for our Friday face-to-face episode. I'm Marissa Armitstead, your host, and I am excited to welcome alum and solution engineer, Alice Pack, to the show. Welcome, Alice. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So this month, we are looking at the College of Engineering, and we're just doing some exploration around where these degrees may take us. So Alice, to start our conversation today, I would love to just have you introduce yourself, talk to us about your educational uh, timeline and also career and how that led you to Lucid. Yeah, absolutely. So quick background. I grew up in Utah and I always had some STEM interest. I was a math tutor in high school. I thought I was going to be an astrophysicist. (laughs) So always had a lot of STEM interest, um, but I got really, really hooked on biotechnology. And so I ended up meeting some ambassadors from the College of Engineering. They convinced me to try out engineering and I decided to major in biological engineering. And so I started that in 2016. And throughout my entire time, I just slowly realized that I had this passion for like kind of the life sciences, but it wasn't really something I wanted to stay with. And so at the same time as I was doing like biological engineering and trying to figure out if I liked it or not, I was doing a chemistry minor and a computer science minor. And then I got really involved in public speaking. And I ended up being a TA for a couple semesters. I was really involved in different clubs, organizations. And so I kind of had this big mix of all these different things that I was doing and just sort of cherry picked the things I liked about all of them. And that is sort of what led me to solution engineering. So I figured out I really liked presentations and speaking to people. I really liked um the technical aspects, but I liked working with people more than doing the work. Sure. That that was like my big aha moment. And so I sort of figured out, (laughs) I discovered solution engineering. I figured out that's what I wanted to do. And then the way I got to Lucid, my current company was an old family friend that I hadn't talked to in years. She made a post on LinkedIn of all places. And I was like, wait, you have an engineering background. And hers was in mechanical engineering, but she had moved over to this sales solution engineering role. And I was like, wait, you have the same path as me. So I reached out to her, talked to her about it. And she's like, you should apply for Lucid. Just give it a shot. And then coached me through the whole process. And then luckily everything worked out and I ended up being able to become a solution engineer. Wow. What a cool path, Alice. And I'd love to actually go back a little bit here because if I remember right, you were just graduating, let's see, with your bachelor's degree in 2020. Is that right? Yes. So talk us through, I mean, gosh, what a rough year to graduate. I mean, talk us through what was going through your head, you know, as you're getting close to finishing up the degree, what was running through your mind? Yeah, that was <laughs> that was a stressful year because I mean, even before everything happened with COVID and the pandemic, I was already super stressed about it because I had figured out I didn't want to be a biological engineer. And I didn't really know, like at that point, I had already met someone who had introduced me to solution engineering and I knew that was something of interest. But I had these friends who were applying for literally hundreds of jobs. And I just had like this one connection that I was really banking on which looking back 
I think stresses me out even more than <laughs> how I was feeling at the time. So I was already like not feeling super great. A lot of my friends were doing much more intense job searching than I was. And then the pandemic hit. And so I, at that point, I had started interviews for Lucid. Actually, the first day I was supposed to do my in-person interview was the day after the governor made the announcement. Everyone started working from home. Everything went remote. The whole we'll be back in two weeks thing. Um, so I wasn't like so stressed about it yet uh, with Lucid in particular. But I would say like two, three weeks later, I realized like, oh, this is going to be my only chance because everyone was putting on hiring freezes, everything was getting shut down. And Lucid, just to give a little background, they have an office in Amsterdam, and so which was getting hit much, much harder since it kind of went through Europe first. Mm -hmm. So they kind of had to put a pause on my interviews and where I was at so that they could focus on their Amsterdam office first. So it was like six weeks later from uh, around that, from my like first real interview with the team before I even like knew if I was going to have a job or not. And that was not great. I was, but at the same time, it's like, you're dealing with all these other emotions. There was so much going on. And Lucid actually told me no at first. They called me and said, I'm so sorry. We're doing a hiring freeze. We weren't able to get you in. And what I didn't know is once my now boss found that out, he like went and fought for me to get hired. And so two days later, they came back, gave me an offer. And I was like, yes, please. I will take this wow. job. So... <laughs> What a ride. <laughs> oh, man, it was such a roller coaster. <laughs> you know, and it's interesting, you know, oftentimes you know, as a career coach, you know, we're talking with students about the importance of a resume or interviewing all good things. But I love that you hit on this aspect of networking and how crucial of a role that can play as we are looking for jobs, especially when you have an internal connection to a company that you're applying for. You know, what a huge difference it can make to have somebody who is vouching for you. So I yes. really appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, I honestly, I would not be where I am without networking. That's how I got my internship. That's how I got my job. Yeah, big advocate for networking. I love and that. The other thing too is like, I, I always heard people talk about networking and I never made the connection of talk to your neighbors and talk to the people you grew up with because those are the ones that know you the best and are going to help you out way more than like someone you met at a conference which is still good but don't forget the people around you yes such a good point you know oftentimes we have this like picture in our heads that networking is putting like a suit and tie on and then going to like a conference yeah. and meeting new people and that certainly can be a part of networking but to your point start with the network that you already have like you said friends family is is great so love yeah. that I'm curious. So you mentioned that kind of amidst all of these moving pieces, um, you kind of identified solution engineering as a, an area of interest. So talk to me a little bit more about when did you first learn about solution engineering and, and what does a solution engineer do? Great question. I had no idea that it was it even existed until the summer between my junior and senior year. Um, and the way I found out about it was I was actually doing an internship at a cybersecurity company. I was kind of feeling out the computer science minor side, seeing if like I wanted to be a software engineer or not, or if that would even be possible. And he ended up meeting this guy who worked at a company in the building next to us, who was the director for pre-sales. So that's another thing about my job. It has 
a million different names. So if you ever see pre-sales, sales engineer, solution engineer, sales consultant, solution architect, it all means the same thing. Um, so I met a pre-sales director and he let me talk to him just for like an hour about what it was. He gave me the whole pitch, which is essentially, yeah, so you are there as the technical resource to help during the sales process. You're in the pre-sales part, which means when a customer is first figuring out, okay, I have a problem. I need to figure out what product is going to help me solve this or make this process better, whatever it is that they're trying to do. You're the technical expert that gets brought in to help them figure out if it's going to be a good fit or not. So it's not quite technical sales because you're not taking them through the whole sales process. And sometimes this role's commission-based, sometimes it's not. In my case, it isn't. And it's not totally engineering either because you're not building the product, but you need to have the same product knowledge as an engineer who built it themselves. In some ways, we actually know the product better because we're the ones who are like using it more. So they'll actually look to us for feedback. So you're sort of like this technical resource advisor person, but... Um, a lot of the things that kind of sold me on it was the fact that it's a customer facing role. So you get to talk with a lot of people, but it's still really, really technical, which was appealing to me. Um, and you didn't necessarily have to code anything, which I was okay with because I did that for a summer and I was totally fine to not continue doing that. And it's kind of a weird job because there's a lot of different things you can do with it because you are an advisor to a lot of different people that could be internally. You're either working with sales reps, helping them strategize, or you're doing feedback sessions with your product and engineering teams, or, you know, you're actually just giving a demo to a customer, helping them figure things out. So there's a lot of different things that can fill your time, but usually it's working with someone else and it's getting into the weeds of the product in some way. Awesome. I love that. And I'm curious, as you think about those kind of different elements, what are some top skills, maybe on the technical side, but also like interpersonal, what are some skills that are absolutely crucial to do your job? Yeah. So um, one thing that I'll say is just being technical is sort of a checkmark for the job. It doesn't matter what you do though. So like I, I did biological engineering clearly, but on my team, we have a two mechanical engineers, an electrical engineer, software engineer, biologist, um, economists. Like, there's so many different kinds of backgrounds you can have because they really just want to see that you can learn hard material. And then on the flip side, that you can present and talk about it. So, those that's really like the two biggest things is being able to learn about it and then knowing how to talk about it and there's a lot of stuff i've learned and that i think they know they can teach you like how to talk about it in a value sort of way or how to do more storytelling but even just being comfortable enough to talk to other people is sort of like a baseline requirement i would say i don't think you need to know how to talk to people really well because they teach you that like you're in sales they'll they'll teach you how to do that but you do at least need to be comfortable with it like i think that needs to be appealing definitely and i love that your background although unique 
really funneled well into this position, right? Because you have that technical side. But I remember you mentioning, I can't remember if this was on air or off, but you mentioned that you took uh, a, a, a course. Why am I forgetting the name? Like a presentation or a oh, public, public speaking thing. course. Yeah. yeah. And so how cool did that kind of all comes to an intersection in this unique job? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's And that's one that I think actually helped sort of seal the deal that they wanted me because that was one thing they weren't going to have to teach me how to do. Yeah. Definitely. Very, very cool. Okay. So I want to dive a little bit deeper into your current job and just, you know, tell me about some of the favorite aspects of this work. Like when are you working on something and you honestly just lose track of time? For me, it's honestly on demos when I'm like working with a customer and it is a customer facing role. So, you know, there is always the chance that you will just work with someone who's a little grumpy And I will say it's really fun whenever you can charm them and like get them into a good mood. But when you are working with someone who's like either super, super technical and like knows what their use case is and is sort of bending the product a little bit to see if you can use it, that will get anyone on my team so excited because we're like, oh, let's see if we can do this. And you're like solving a problem, trying to figure it out. So working with someone on something really technical, but also like I genuinely just love presenting to people and storytelling. And so whenever you just have a demo that goes so well and you've been able to help someone either figure out their pain points or figure out how to like solve their problems, it's really gratifying. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, I think demos are the things that will go the quickest. Like I could be having a terrible day. And then I'll go on a call and it's just like, okay, time to talk to customers. And it's just so energizing for me. I love that. And so, okay, on the flip side, maybe what is not quite as energy giving for you? Um, also people. <laughs> so <laughs> That's <sometimes>, fair. <laughs> yeah, like you, you are working with a lot of different people. And we're at Lucid, like the SEs are set up as trusted experts that you will ask questions to. So sometimes we just get loaded with so many different questions from all these people. And that can be kind of exhausting to try and respond to everybody. And it just feels like you're spending all your time responding and you don't actually get to like do other work or personal projects because you're just trying to answer everyone's questions. Or sometimes it is hard being in sales a little bit. I I have come to have such a great appreciation for sales and sales reps. And like, it's not at all what I thought it was. Like you always kind of imagine like the sleazy sales rep, but that's really not what it's like. It's more of, no, we're trying to match and figure out if this is actually going to help you or not. Like it's much more, I guess, honest than I thought it was. But sometimes you just run into some sales reps where it's like, you are asking me to do things that aren't my job or this is more work than it should be or you didn't give me enough notes and it's just like you can't prep every sales rep perfectly of how to work with you so that can get kind of frustrating the other thing that is totally unrelated to people is security questions I just don't like them. It's so draining for me. I hate talking about security, but that is something that used to be part of our role. I will say that is not like a standard for solution engineers everywhere. But that one I don't like because it's kind of like busy work in my mind of just like filling out questionnaires or answering people's security questions. And it always takes a long time for me. And that's one thing I like about my job is there's not a lot of busy work because you are just talking with people so much. 
Sure. Sure. Great examples. Okay. I would love to give you a, a hypothetical question. So here we go. <laughs> um, let's say suddenly solution engineering is no longer a thing. I want you to think about who you collaborate with, what roles kind of intersect with this role. You know, what would you consider switching to if this was no longer on the table? I've actually thought about this a lot because um there's a lot of other roles where that I've discovered where you still get to work with people or you're more tied to the product without having to build it. So one that is appealing, I haven't explored it too much, but like I work a lot with product managers, which is a little different than project managers, very similar kind of role there, but like that would be of interest or even potentially um, product marketing managers because they get to do a lot of research and they like will uh, create well it kind of depends they'll create a lot of like internal resources to help people learn and to like understand competitors understand the vision the mission like what we're trying to do but then they also get to do like all these deep dives and figure out a lot about the market which is not something i ever thought would be of interest to me but i really really like working with um the the short thing is our PMMs. I think that's super fun. There's also a lot of education roles that are a huge interest to me. Like you can be a customer facing role where you're like doing training or education for them, or you can even do education internally, which Lucid has a couple different roles for that. So I think I'd either be more on like the product side or potentially more on like education. Lots of options. And I love that yeah. you were able to speak to a lot of those different areas. I think that's great. Um, I'm curious, as you think about either your your job itself or maybe Lucid as a company, what is something that that pleasantly surprised you that you weren't necessarily expecting coming into the role? Um, there's a couple of things. I, I think a lot of them are actually tied to sales because I don't think I ever truly understood what a sales organization was like. Um, and so part of this is just sales is fun. They give you a lot of free stuff. And they <laughs> like I got a paddleboard a couple weeks ago, which was super fun and random and just like here we appreciate you. Here's a paddleboard. Like sometimes it is truly just fun to be in that environment and to like be showered with gratitude and gifts. It's just nice. It feels good. Um, do you think that's like, do you think that's lucid specific, or is that pretty common among sales? Would you say it is? I I actually think a lot of that is tied to sales because there's all these things that I didn't know existed. Like there's this thing called Presidents Club, where if you're a top performer, and this is in sales, this wouldn't be my role, but like top performers get to go on these huge vacations. But it's like a resume thing to say you made it to President's Club or they have what are called SPIFs. And I can't remember what it stands for, but basically it's like, okay, we're going to give you some goal. And if you hit it, you get a prize, which usually is like bonuses, extra money. Uh, Right now, there's one where they'll like give people iPhones, which is super crazy. So... It's just, it's just nice sometimes. To just be a like, fun oh, environment. Wow. Yeah. Like, and I think it sort of helps build more of a, um, I can't think of the word, but there's just a lot more gratitude. And like, that's a big focus for them. 
Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that emphasis on maybe even the recognition side of your work. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. one thing that was really, really hard for me when I like from the transition from college to professional work is feedback goes away and you have to ask for it all the time and they still may not give it to you very well. And it's just like, you don't ever really know how you're doing unless you're doing poorly and then they'll tell you. So it's really hard to like kind of know where you stand. And it's nice to be in part in like a department where recognition is really big because then it's kind of, it sort of balances out the like lack of feedback and you get a lot more people telling you, oh, good job. Or like, look at this deal you pulled in. That's great. And And I'm sure the expectations are more clear in that environment where you're trying to reach certain benchmarks or whatever. Yeah. 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 So interesting. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Well, we're we're just about out of time, Alice, but I do want to close with one final question. And that question is, if you were talking to maybe junior aged Alice, what advice would you give um, as far as career or maybe this this occupation specifically? Yeah, I think one thing I did that I didn't realize I was doing, and maybe I wish I would have been a little more intentional about it, is just um do make sure you're doing something you like and i don't mean that in like a follow your passion kind of way but i did a computer science minor because i was genuinely interested in it where i had friends who did it because it was like a marketable thing it was a good thing to do but they hated it and then they just ended up giving up anyway And the way I got to the job I really liked was by figuring out what skills and what things I really liked to do. And just if there was something I didn't gel well with, I just left it alone. So it was unintentional, but I'm really happy I did it. And again, I just I think I wish I would have been a little more intentional about actually seeking out the different things and um, figuring out what skills I liked. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I said, I sort of cherry picked all the things I liked and that helped me find the role that I wanted. Yeah. You're hitting on a concept that in in our career center, we refer to it as um, prototyping, but basically testing something out on a small scale. And you'll be familiar probably with that, uh, that term, but, you know, testing something out before you go all in. And I think that's exactly what you did in your undergraduate degree, right? You did minors, you did some internships, you, you were testing things out long before you graduated. And that gave you some really valuable insight into what you didn't want and also what you were yes. more interested in. So yeah. I love, I love that you're touching on that. <laughs> Well, Alice, I, I so appreciate your time today. You've given some great insights into what it's like to be a solutions engineer, um, but also just some great uh, work advice generally. So thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. We hope you loved this episode of the USU Career Studio podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe and share this episode with your friends and family. 